Welcome back to USMLE Listen Microbiology Chapter 3. Whether you're on a run or driving, this is the perfect podcast to initiate your auditory learning for the USMLE Step 1. In this episode, we will go over some crucial USMLE exam-related facts. This episode, let's just entitle it, Just the Algorithm. Just the facts, ma'am. <laughs> you can initiate your auditory learning alone or initiating the visual process at the same time by Googling or checking out your first aid or kinesthetic learning by writing these down. Because today, for this podcast, we will be going over the laboratory microbiology algorithm. You have to know these algorithms in your sleep, and there's nothing like repetition and initiating all your senses to retain the information. Before we begin, as always, please email us at usmlelisten.com at gmail.com for your questions, anything you need clear, or suggestions on how we can improve and initiate your auditory learning for the USMLE Step 1. Sources for USMLE Listen include First Aid, Osmosis, UWorld, and Kaplan Study Guides. This is Mark Labella, and let's begin! Gram-positive lab algorithm. Let's start. So first thing that you do, determine whether or not it's gram-positive or gram-negative. Quick quiz, what do you use? Of course, it's called the gram stain, right? So in gram-positive bacteria, we break up the algorithm into three different categories, bacilli, cocci, and branching filaments. Gram-positive bacilli is then broken up into two different categories, Gram-positive bacilli can either be aerobic or anaerobic. I remember gram-positive aerobic in the the mnemonic LBC. I remember the gram-positive bacilli aerobic group because of the acronym LBC, which is Listeria bacillus carinae bacterium. Aerobic, LBC is a, for those who know, is a company that airlifts packages around the world. So airlifts for aerobic with LBC. And those are Listeria, Bacillus, and Carina bacterium. Anaerobic gram-positive bacilli. The mnemonic is CC. Do you remember CC from uh, Scream 2? Played by Sarah Michelle Geller. And if you don't, that's okay. Just remember that gram-positive bacilli, anaerobic, CC, Clostridium, and QT bacterium. CC was a cutie. Alright, so I said gram-positive is divided into those three shapes. Bacilli, the cocci, and your branching filaments. Let's first go over the branching filaments. Your branching filaments is also divided between aerobic and anaerobic. Aerobic branching filament is nocardia. Anaerobic branching filament is actinomyces. And just remember that nocardia is also weakly acid-fast, while anaerobic actinomyces is not acid-fast. You gotta breathe fast or you ain't gonna have nocardia. <laughs> that is my silly way of remembering that nocardia is a weakly acid fast and it's aerobic. You need air. You gotta breathe. And how do I remember that the branching filament anaerobic is actinomyces? The A and the N for anaerobic. A for actinomyces and the N part means the not acid fast. Anaerobic, actinomyces, A-N, N for not acid fast. Now for the big guns, the cocci. There are a lot of important gram-positive cocci that we have to remember. And how do we differentiate first and foremost between staph and strep? We use catalase. And which one is catalase? Catalase positive is staphylococcus in clusters, while streptococcus is catalase negative, and that's in chains. Staph is a cluster of grapes. Think of grapes and strep, think of strips. A strip or a pair or chains. Catalase is a common enzyme found in gram-positive bacteria, specifically staphylococcus, which catalyzes the decomposition of hydrogen peroxide to water and oxygen. So we did the catalase test and it's catalase positive. 
we turned out to have staphylococcus. So what's our next test? The next test would be coagulase. Coagulase is a protein enzyme that enables the conversion of fibrinogen to fibrin. Coagulase positive organisms are Staphylococcus aureus. One thing to remember about Staph aureus as well is that it is a beta hemolytic organism as seen on a blood agar plate. There is a wide zone of beta hemolysis on a Staph aureus organism. So when you have three pluses, it's plus on the gram positive side, it's plus on the catalase, and it's plus on the coagulase, you will have Staph aureus. But what if you have a coagulase negative? You have to do one more test. And what is that test after the coagulase test? The answer is, you got it, novobiotin. You have to check for novobiotin sensitivity. And if it's novobiotin sensitive, it is staph epidermidis. If it's novobiotin resistant, it is staph saprophyticus. Sensitive is epi, resistant is sapro. All right, let's correlate with the past podcast and see if you remember. Speaking of Staph Sapro and Staph Epi, what would be the result of a urease test? The answer is Staph Sapro and Staph Epi are both urease positive. Think back to your acronym P-Chunks. Nope. Now let's move on. After a catalase test, we've determined between the staph and strep. Now let's go to the strep side if it's catalase negative. Catalase negative, what do you check for next? The next step is to check for hemolysis. And the type of hemolysis is divided into three different categories. Alpha hemolysis is when the colony on the agar is dark and greenish. Beta hemolysis, or sometimes called complete hemolysis, is the complete lysis of the red cells in the media and the area will appear yellow and transparent. The third type of hemolysis is called a gamma hemolysis and that's aka no hemolysis at all. When you hear the word gamma hemolysis, that means that it's non-hemolytic. Let's start with alpha hemolysis. It's greenish and think of these three organisms or viridens streptococci. And when I say viridens streptococci, I mean S. mutans and S. mitis. The next test that you will do after finding out the type of hemolysis it is, is called an optogen test. You can also do a bile solubility test. So a positive sensitivity on the optogen test is going to give you strep pneumoniae, just as a positive bile solubility test is going to give you strep pneumoniae results. So P for optogen, P for streptococcus pneumoniae. If it's negative or resistant to optogen, it's the viridens streptococci, which is the S. mutans or S. mitis. The bile solubility test is used for strep pneumoniae due to their unique ability to lyse or be lysed by sodium deoxycholate. Lysis indicates strep pneumo, while no lysis indicates viridens streptococci. Let's move on to a different type of hemolysis, your beta hemolysis. The next step after finding out your beta hemolytic bacteria, you're going to find out with the Bassett tracin test. B for B, beta hemolytic, bacitracins after that. Bacitracin will tell you whether if it's a group B strep or a group A strep. Group A strep is the one that is susceptible or positive for bacitracin sensitivity. Group A strep or strep pyogenes is bacitracin sensitive. Strep agalactiae or group B strep is bacitracin resistant or negative bacitracin sensitivity. The same test can be applied to find out if it's either group A or group B strep by the PYR test. The PYR test is used to check if an organism has enzymes to hydrolyze L-pyrolidinyl beta naphthylamide. A positive result will determine group A streptococcus, otherwise known as strep 
pyogenes. A negative result of your PYR test is group B strep or strep agalactiae. Speaking of streptococcus agalactiae, it has a special, very special test to determine streptococcus agalactiae or group B strep between other species of beta-hemolytic streptococcus, and that is CAMP test. It's called CAMP test because it's named after certain people that discovered it, so don't worry about that. Well, these scientists found out that streptogalactiae, or group B strep, it's not strongly beta-hemolytic on its own. But when you present it together, or you put it in the same agar as Staph aureus, or you put group B strep and Staph aureus together, it creates wedge-shaped colonies in the presence of both organisms. They serve to essentially amplify each other. The third group of streptococci belongs to a group that are gamma hemolytic or no hemolysis and they grow in bile. And those are enterococcus and non-enterococcus. So how do we differentiate between enterococcus and non-enterococcus? Enterococcus, which is consisted of enterococcus facium and enterococcus faecalis, you check the growth in 6.5 sodium chloride or a 6.5 salt broth test. It's used to analyze a tolerance level of certain bacteria under halophilic conditions, if they like salt or not. So which one's a little salty? Enterococcus is a little salty. And non-enterococcus, not like, is not a halophile. Does not like salt. Does not tolerate salt. Does not tolerate salt. You can also do a PYR test, just like you do on the beta hemoly hemolysis test, and the same results, right? PYR positive or PYR status positive is enterococcus, and PYR negative or 6.5 NACL growth negative with non-enterococcus. Here's some mnemonics for you to remember. In staphylococci, your mnemonic is, on the office's staff retreat, there was no stress. The office's staff retreat, there was no stress. No for novobiosin, which is no, N-O, novobiosin. So stress is SR for saprophyticus is resistant, and ES is epidermidis is sensitive. N in novobiosin, no stress. SR for saprophyticus is resistant. The ES part of stress is epidermidis is sensitive. The next mnemonic is streptococci. Optochin. In streptococci, you think of overpass. Overpass for your alpha hemolytic. Overpass is optochin, O for optochin. The V is viridance. R in overpass is resistance. So over, VR, viridance is resistant, then P for pneumonia is sensitive, overpass, OVRPS, overpass. The third mnemonic that we should remember is in streptococci, and that is bacitracin is B-bras, B-bras, B-B-R-A-S, B for bacitracin, and then bras is group B-strep, B-R, B-strep is resistant, and then A-strep is sensitive for B-bras. Now let's go over the gram-negative algorithm. Gram-negative bacteria is also divided by shapes. One is diplococci, two is coxobacilli, three is bacilli, and four is curved rods. Alright, number one, gram-negative diplococci. All of the gram-negative diplococci are aerobic, and so those diplococci are either Neisseria meningitidis, Neisseria gonorrhea, or Moraxella. How can you differentiate between Neisseria meningitidis and Neisseria gonorrhea? By maltose acid detection. Only one of them processes maltose or ferments maltose. And guess who it is? It's the one that starts with an M. Maltose acid detection is positive in Neisseria meningitidis. Both Neisseria gonorrhea and Moraxella are non-maltose fermenters. Non-maltose fermenters. 
does not ferment maltose, whatever. The second one is coxobacilli. So when it's coxobacilli, I think of FAP the Habibi. F-A-P with the Habibi. H, then letter B, and letter B. FAP, if you don't know what that is, look it up on the Urban Dictionary. If you don't know what a Habibi is, look it up or ask an Arabic friend. So how I remember that is gram-negative coxobacilli are F for Francisella, A for Actinobacter, Baumani, P for Pastorella, H for H influenza, B for Brucella, and another B for Bordetella pertussis. Gram-negative coxobacilli is FAP the Habibi, F-A-P-H-B-B, F for Francisella, A for Actinobacter, P for Pastorella, H for H influenza, B for Bordetella pertussis, and another B for Brucella. Now let's go into number three, which are gram-negative bacilli. Gram-negative bacilli can be differentiated in various layers or steps. So the first thing that you need to do if you have a gram-negative bacilli is you check for lactose fermentation. Again, the first thing that you do after you found out that you have gram-negative bacilli is lactose fermentation and after you test for lactose fermentation if it, it does ferment lactose you check if it's fast fermentation or slow fermentation for fast fermentation eek it's going so fast eke -E, eek it's going so fast that's e coli klebsiella and enterobacter e coli klebsiella and enterobacter if it's slow you're, when you do a cs it's slow so it's citrobacter and serratia slow cs if the gram-negative bacilli does not ferment lactose, you do an oxidase test, an oxidase test. So lactose fermenter negative, oxidase positive is pseudomonas. Again, gram-negative bacilli, lactose fermenter negative, then you do an oxidase test and it's positive, it's pseudomonas. Pseudomonas is a non-lactose fermenter. Gram-negative bacilli, lactose negative, and it's oxidase negative. After that, you do an H2S production test you check for H2S production on a TSI agar. Gram-negative bacilli, then you do a lactose fermentation. And if that's lactose negative, then you do an oxidase test. If it's oxidase positive, it's pseudomonas. If it's oxidase negative, you do an H2S production check on a TSI agar or in a TSI agar. If it's H2S production or if it's H2S producer, hydrogen sulfide producer on a TSI agar, it turns black, you're going to get salmonella and proteus. SP, Salmonella and Proteus, if it's positive. SY, Shigella and Yersinia, if it's a non-H2S producer on the TSI agar. If it's H2S negative, it's Shigella and Yersinia. Number four is curved rods. So if you have a gram-negative curved rods, though there are three different gram-negative curved rod organisms that we need to mention. And they're all oxidase positive. Three gram-negative curved rods, all oxidase positive, and those are Campylobacter jejuni, Vibrio cholera, and Helicobacter pylori. But how do we differentiate between these three gram-negative curved rods when they're all oxidase positive? So one of them, only one of the gram-negative curved rods, oxidase positive, grows in a 42 degrees. They like it in heat. And when you go camping, it's hot. Well, you prefer to go camping in hot, right? So think 42 degrees Celsius. It grows is Campylobacter jejuni. Then another one, Vibrio cholera. How do you differentiate between the different gram-negative curved rods? Vibrio cholera likes alkaline. So Vibrio cholera grows in alkaline media. Out of the three, only one of them is urease positive, and that is 
Helicobacter pylori, or H. pylori. Once again, I remind you for your mnemonic of urease positive organisms. And what's that? P. chunks. Alright, so it's question time. Are you ready for just a few questions to see if in this podcast, this very short podcast, you will able to retain or learn anything? I will name you a bacteria and you let me know which gram stain group that bacteria belongs to, what the shape of that bacteria is, and whether it's aerobic or anaerobic. The organism is anthrax. Alright, so is it gram positive or gram negative? Anthrax is gram-positive, it is a bacilli, and it's aerobic. It belongs in the gram-positive bacilli, and it's in the aerobic group, and our mnemonic for that is LBC, Listeria, Bacillus, and Carinobacterium. Bacillus for Bacillus anthracis. Next question, what, what antibiotic is used differentiating between Staph epidermidis and Staph saprophyticus? The answer is Novobiosin. Next question. Which of the branching filaments is weakly acid fast? Which of the branching filaments, gram positive branching filaments, is weakly acid fast? The answer, nocardia. Remember also that nocardia is aerobic. You gotta breathe fast or nocardia. Two more questions. What is used to differentiate between the alpha hemolytic bacteria? And those alpha hemolytic bacteria are streptomoniae, viridens streptococci. The answer, is optogen. Last question is, which curved rod is urease positive? Which gram-negative curved rod is urease positive? And the answer is Helicobacter pylori or H. pylori. Let's go over the eight urease positive bacteria. The mnemonic is P. chunks, Proteus, Cryptococcus, H. pylori, Urea, Plasma, Nocardia, Klebsiella, S for Staph epi and another S for Staph saprophyticus. And when I brought up Proteus, Proteus is gram-negative bacilli or rods. It's a non-lactose fermenter, oxidase negative, and on H2S production on TSI agar, we have H2S positive. You go through the steps so you can remember the algorithm. H. pylori is gram-negative curved rods. That's urease positive. Cryptococcus is not a bacteria, so it doesn't belong here. Urea plasma. Where does urea plasma belong to? Just remember that urea plasma does not have a cell wall. It's unique in physiology, and of course, that would make it unique in medical treatment. We just talked about nocardia and that it's branching filaments aerobic, weakly acid fast. Klebsiella is a gram-negative bacteria, and it belongs to eek. It's a la- it's a fast lactose fermenter, right? So eek, it's going to fast lactose fermentation. E for E. coli, K for Klebsiella, and Enterobacter. Eek! I don't think you'll forget that. All right, Staph epidermidis or st- and Staph sapro are of course gram-positive, but you determine the difference between them by novobiosin. And this concludes our very short chapter on the laboratory algorithms. We kept it short so that you may be able to skip or repeat as needed on this chapter. It is essential and you can follow along with a visual aid if necessary. As always, please email us at usmle at gmail.com for your questions if you need anything cleared at all or suggestions on how we can improve initiate your auditory learning for USMLE Step 1. This is Mark LaBella signing off and you can follow or message me on Instagram at Mark J. Lavella. That's M-A-R-K-J-L-A-B-E-L-L-A. See you on the next episode for your auditory learning here at USMLE Listen.